The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi, this is Healthy Living with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show is... Do you have medical intuitive OCD? Meaning, are you an obsessive warrior, compulsively intuitive and driven to rescue? Today's show is jam-packed and is going to help you understand the connection between OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and intuition. So, most people think obsessive-compulsive disorder, obsessive thoughts, and anxious, and your behavior is compulsive, compulsive and meant to reduce your anxiety. Much of, many of people who are intuitive, are chronically worrying, obsessively keyed in intuitively to other people's problems as well as their own, and compelled to rescue. The area in the brain and the body is a network for anxiety, and it's also associated with intuition. And if we can't get our worrying and anxiety under control or mindfully be aware of it, then it can trigger areas in our body, which is why I call it not just intuitive, but medically intuitive. Because if you're not aware of what is going on emotionally and intuitively and with your thoughts, they become memorialized physically. So 
that's what mindful is, is to be full in your mind and be aware of what's going on. And you have to, if something starts to be triggered in your body, you have to be thinking about what could be going on upstream in your mind. Because the mind is connected to your body and your body is connected to your mind. Because the head and the body, you know, they're scotch taped together. So, how can I best describe this? Today, I woke up. And it seemed like a normal day. And I went to change the kitty litter. And I went to the tub, turned on the water, and it broke. And it wouldn't turn off. All day long, it felt like somebody in my house was taking a shower. That's very anxiety provoking. If you are walking around in your life, in your house, and you think that somebody has walked in your house and is taking a shower. Think about that. That's what like obsessive compulsive is. There's something, there's some gerbil wheel going around and around and around in your head. Are you one of those people who has obsessive chatter in your mind that distracts you from work during a conversation or even trying to get to sleep? So you can imagine this water in the shower going on constantly, on and on and on and on. That's an obsession. It's like that chatter in your mind that goes on. And then if you listen to it closely, you listen to it closely, what are those words or thoughts saying? Your mind will put something in it you'll start to realize, where is that coming from? Is that about my life or somebody else's life? Is that the water or is that someone in the shower? You start to find out where the source of it is. Is it about my life or somebody else's life? That's what intuition is. Intuition is an inner sense that is pictures, clairvoyance, sounds, clairaudience, feelings, clear sentience that hijacks your memories, a network in your brain and your body sensations that when you're connected through empathy about someone else's life, it will talk to you through a template of memories in your body. So things you've seen before, heard before, felt before, you will be communicated through, through your brain through images. I've seen that before. I've heard that before. I've felt that before. Resonance. That's why when someone suffers, you say, I feel for you. And literally you do. You feel it in your body. And then you get sick for them because it wears on you. And then you obsess about it. And then if you don't do something about it and they get worse, you don't just get obsess, obsession and compulsion about it. Think about it. You then, if you don't do something about it, you get a secondary feeling. You feel guilty. And then that goes to your stomach and you get stomach problems. In addition to the first symptoms you start to get, which is exhaustion, insomnia, and so on and so on. 
because when you feel guilty, I should do something about this. I should save this person. The first thing it was, was when the water started flooding, I called the plumber. The plumber can't do it until next week. I think that's great. I say, what about the people in, in uh, California? She goes, ma'am. I said, the people in California who have no water, how about Las Vegas? They're, they're running out of water. What do I do? The water that's going into my shower, should I send it to California or Las Vegas? Ma'am, I said, listen, <laughs> I feel guilty I'm wasting all this money. I am reminded about this all day long as I hear this water flood. That's what intuition does. Obsession, compulsion, medical intuition. It wears on you. Oh my God, that person is suffering. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you can't help yourself, but try to do something about it. And at what cost? Sure, I could have paid a plumber double or triple wages, but to fix one washer in my shower would have cost me over a thousand dollars. And that's what happens. That's not just the monetary cost to you. When you rescue people who are suffering over and over again, it has a physical cost on you. There's a great song by Marvin Gaye. It's the epitome of when you feel someone else's pain and you cry for them, the cost to you. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. So you're feeling the crying, you're feeling the dying. And then you have a thought pattern. You know we've got to find a way. We should find a way. You feel guilty to bring some loving here today. So you feel there's something wrong. I have to do something wrong. And you exhaust yourself to do something about it. There is a study done of Miss America's. When a Miss America has a platform that's called World Peace, that that's where her platform is, if she becomes Miss America, she'll work to create world peace. That's a rather broad, unaccomplishable platform. She's more likely to get breast cancer because it goes on and on and on. It's like that song. Uh, there's far too many of us dying. We've got to find a way. There's too much crying. It is an inescapable stress. And inescapable stress create, creates cortisol, affects our immune system. And literally, we obsess and worry compulsively and want to rescue, and it's bad for our immune system. Those Miss Americas have an increased risk for breast cancer because it makes you a mother on a stick, a breast on a stick. Now, does that mean you're causing the breast cancer? No, you're not causing the breast cancer. You were literally carrying all the time, over time, cortisol, not your stress, but their stress in your body, and it increases your chance. It triggers genes, risk factors for illness in your body. And so you have a thought pattern that you'll be to blame if something bad happens bad in their life, because if you don't do it, then... If something bad happens, it's your fault. 
which is an incorrect thought pattern. They do cognitive behavioral therapy to evaluate the thoughts of people with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, to help people see that those thoughts are incorrect. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, and they literally do a variety of PET scans to show that the area for thoughts does not work correctly. And the area for serotonin and anxiety, GABA, is not firing correctly. We also have to do mindfulness to show that to be a rescuer for those people whose lives are out of control is an inescapably stressful situation and will only make you want to carry the stress of the world on your very narrow shoulders. We can all do a little bit, but we can't do everything. And so just like the lady with the plumbing agency said, what are you talking about? What? Me worry? She was seemingly not concerned at all. We can have some concern and do a little bit of our part where we can't take it all. And DBT, we can regulate our emotion. We can regulate our thoughts and check to see if it's effective. If something bad happens in someone else's life, it's not our power. We're not their higher power. They have one. We ain't it. However, we can radically accept what's going on in the world. It's a mindfulness skill. It doesn't mean it's fair, right, or just, but accepting what is sometimes is the only thing to do. So until, so this morning I spent the rest of the morning accepting it because when I reached for the phone to call the plumbing company again, the phone was broken. So there's a lot of things were breaking and I was a little upset. I cried. That's why that song really helps. Uh, mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Well, I definitely was crying, but you know, I wasn't dying, so it wasn't a problem. So I cried and cried and cried and cried. And then I kind of let it go because there wasn't anything I could do about it. And next thing I know, the phone company said they couldn't fix it until like Friday or something or next week. The phone rings and, you know, it wasn't that it couldn't ring. It had this loud voice that was going, it was a very loud tone that was impossible to use. I picked up the phone and this time it was a clear, the phone's working now, isn't it? I'm like, who is this? And yes, it is. It was like, this is God, isn't it? Is this, is this heaven? You must be God because you fixed my phone. He goes, no, this is the phone company. I'm at the, I'm on the telephone pole. I said, you are from heaven. Thank you. And so I said, can you come in and help me? He absolutely wonderful gentleman. And then I checked my email and it was the plumber. It was the plumber. They got me off the waiting list, but it was too late. They gave it to somebody else, but it didn't matter. They called, they redeemed my faith in man, woman, or in between kind. My point is, is this. Sometimes we have to radically accept. We can cry. We can get upset but we have to listen. So I'm still walking down the hallway and it still sounds like someone is in my shower. We can observe, describe, allow, but resist the impulse to say this shouldn't be this way. So as I'm walking past the shower yet again, and I'm sitting at myself saying, 
Dan said it doesn't sound like someone is taking a shower in my house. And it really is unnerving if you live alone and have lived alone for over 40 years. As I'm doing that, I see a large, large, three-inch wide spider on the floor. Now, I've heard spiders are good. They eat flies. And they're lovely. But, you know, I don't embrace spiders. I don't want to sleep with spiders. And even though spiders are our friends, spiders are not my friends. But so I observe, describe, and mindfully allow the spider, but I gingerly walk around them. So it's possible to, with your intuition, be aware of someone's suffering, love on that person, but learn to, when you see the thoughts and hear the thoughts, mindfully learn some exercises and some skills on how, like the water flowing down my shower, watch them float away effortlessly because in due time, the suffering will stop. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about medical intuitive OCD. We're taking your calls for this show, 207-846-6475, live for this show. If you're shy and you don't want to get a free mini reading live, you can go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com and get a private one or two hour reading. But subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember this forum is educationally only, educational only. It's not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship do diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy, please contact your healthcare provider to obtain a treatment. If you are having an emergency, back away from the spider, back away from the shower, back away from anything you're having a problem with, and go directly to the emergency room. Remember, every Wednesday, I have an Instagram Live, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. West Coast time, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Facebook Live, Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. West Coast time. If you want to learn medical intuition, I have a individual class, 10 sessions. You can go to www.drmonalisa.com or I have once a year, I have a seven-day week class in July. I'm now taking the phone off the hook and you can call for a free mini reading 207-846-6475. I take it off the hook so we can actually get in the word. And, oh, there we have the first person. Hi, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You're live on the air. How can I be of help? Wow. I, maybe I was just meant to uh, speak to you today. Well, I'm sorry. What is your name again? Patty. Your name is Patty. P-A-T-T-I. Yes. How old are you, Patty? 59. 59. How can I be of help? Um, well, I'd like to get a reading from you. You have to, um, because this is a free mini reading, you have to um kind of ask a question because usually the private readings are one to two hours. And then you just give me your name and age and I can grope around. But this is like hit hit and run. So you have to give um, me um a, you know, something to bear down on here. Well, I do suffer from a lot of anxiety. 
you have a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I um, I had um, I suffer from tachycardia, and then I had COVID three times, and and I've been noticing now. I do work from home ever since the pandemic happened, but it seems like every time I get on the bus, every time I get on the bus um, to go anywhere, I, I suffer anxiety attacks. Okay. Now then, you know, of course, the first impulse, and of course I'm going to say it, but I shouldn't, is how do you know you've gotten COVID three times? Uh, so I tested positive three times. Say that again? I tested positive three times, and the first time I had it, I had a seat for 10 days, and then I had pneumonia. Uh, second time, I actually had a COVID in March of 2021. And then in December of 2021, I tested positive, but I had like acid reflux. So I thought that the source load I was having, acid reflux, that has no fever thing, blood. And then the third time, just recently, back in May, I had a fever two and a half days. And I actually went to urgent care for thinking I had, um, I, I had like, like, um, it started that I had uh, in mid-May, um, like a stuffed up nose and, no, 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 no. Did you get a, te a third test? Yes, I did. I actually went to urgent care. So your third test was positive? Yes. And you work from home? You don't go out all the time? I do. I have to go out. I, I, I live at home with my mom, who's 90 years old. I, have to, I take care of her. And um, I go out. I, I can go in my neighborhood running my bike, no problem. So I get on the bus because I do have to get, I'm not vaccinated. I'm in New York City. So I have to be tested every week. So I go on the bus to go to different uh, free COVID test sites that's offered by New York City. And I have gone to the city a few times. And I do suffer these anxiety tests and my heart races. Now I have tachycardia already. It's just anxiety makes it worse. And I'm trying to make myself like get on the bus. I just recently went on the bus on Monday to be tested. Just to put myself on the bus. Okay. Again. The first thing I see is, you know, do you remember the old Brady Bunch show? Yes. Jan Brady, the middle one, used to say, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> and everybody now is going COVID, COVID, COVID. Because they're blaming everything on COVID when it really exacerbates or exaggerates problems that they had before. Wait, I know. Wait, no, hold on with the tachycardia. Okay, hold on. The first thing I see relationships are really important to you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't say anything because they'll take this away from me. Zoom comes in, you know, they visit you at night and they'll take it away from me. They're, they're very tough, these people. You can see, um, if you're looking at Zoom, you see my cat, Conway Twitty. He's monitoring the screen. He's very busy. He's a very busy cat. He's now looking the other way because he realizes people can see him and he's a little phobic. He too was anxious, you know. The first thing I see is relationships are very important to you. They 
they're like Xanax. They regulate your anxiety. And so that's always been. So your primary relationships have been with your family of origin. And it's not been easy for you to leave home. And so people with that kind of anxiety, it goes to their adrenal gland. Their adrenal gland produces epinephrine, which affects their breathing rate, their heart rate, and how their digestion moves. So the heart has a pacemaker. It will move too fast. The gut has a pacemaker. It will start to spasm just like the heart. Spasm, and it won't work well either. And then the brain, which has a rhythm, a sleep-wakefulness cycle, that rhythm gets thrown off, and you'll have trouble staying asleep or falling asleep. Suffice it to say, the reason why you stick to these people is they provide the brain area. I'm removing the feline. They provide the brain area that you're not, you're not really good at. You weren't born, that area is not as developed. You're a hell of a bond that you're very nurturing. But that area for feeling that the world is safe has never really been there. So you hang on to people who are very grounded and nurturing, whether it's a mother or a sister or another relative. And so when you get nervous, the anxiety goes to your adrenal gland, you release epinephrine, and the epinephrine makes clocks in your body spasm. The one in the heart goes fast. The one in the bowel goes fast. There's a pacemaker there. And the clock in your brain goes fast. And the sleep-wakefulness clock is messed up. Suffice it to say, it's not just epinephrine that the adrenal gland releases. The adrenal gland releases cortisol, which is like taking steroids. Two things happen. When you take steroids, you're immunocompromised, meaning you get infections. So if somebody has um, takes steroids for joint problems or chemotherapy, they're immunocompromised and they're more likely to get infections. That's you, Missy. Do you understand? Yes. Plus, there's more. You're supposed to go, there's more? And I'll go, yeah, there's more. That's the reverent humor. That's the technique I'm stalling. And that is, is cortisol will go to the nearby pancreas. It'll mess up blood sugar and metabolism. So it'll increase your chance toward having body image problems or weight. And people will think, oh, her weight issues or because she doesn't eat right. When really your anxiety revs up or messes up your metabolism. Yes. Am I right? Yes. So I can keep the Zoom show? Yes. Then, of course, the sugar in your blood 
messes up your immune system because it makes bugs, bacteria and stuff grow more. Yes, I totally agree with that. So let me give you an example. I look at your head. Your thoughts go around and around and around and around and around. See, the clock is gone. Most people, it's like... You're just like... Like a swarm of flies. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid, but you have excess body tissue stores of estrogen that can at times affect thyroid hormone function. That's important to know because you could say, oh, I have weight issues that are related to thyroid function, but your excess body fat estrogen stores also impact your thyroid. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. In the past, I saw capacity to have hormonally sensitive density in your right chest wall. I look at your esophagus, stomach. In the past, I saw capacity to write right upper quadrant problems, digesting fats. And I wonder whether or not underneath your right rib cage, there's problems with tenderness that you store fat there. I'm going to explain why in a second. Remember now, I'm not giving you a diagnosis prescribing treatment or doing psychotherapy, right? Yes. But I'm describing organs. And then you're going to tell me what they've said. I see increased volume of your stomach, your gastric, not your abdomen, your stomach. Therefore, it would increase the number of ghrelin receptors, these receptors that tell your brain that you need more insulin. There's a reason why I say this. Esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Once again, I see a problem with your right upper quadrant in the past. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. Over time, I see a capacity to have protein in your urine. I look at the joint. I see problems with your right hip, both knees, and both ankles. I see fatigue, dragginess, a problem with some sensation in the bottoms of both feet. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, I was diagnosed with fatty liver back in 2017, and I've been trying ever since to eat healthy. But then when I had COVID, I took the Tylenol constantly, and I thought, you know, that messed up. My mother was recently in the hospital for uh, for 10 days, and you know, she was in rehab so for about a month. I didn't eat right. And... You know, I've been trying for the last five years to be healthy, and I, I, I got to admit. Okay, let me ask you a question. I'm going to tell you exactly. How tall are you? Five feet. Five feet. It's the problem in my family. Everybody in my family are as tall as they are wide. How much do you weigh? 160. Say it again. 160. Right. So you understand that at five foot, they give you 100 pounds. And then for every inch over five feet, you're allowed five pounds. I'm overweight, yes. Right, that's my nice way of saying that. But everybody in my family, we're Latina. I don't understand when rear ends came in. Everybody, I've had a big rear end since I can remember. Then all of a sudden, Jennifer Lopez comes in and she makes it a fad. So I never got that one, but we're going to leave that alone. What do they call it? Junk in the trunk? 
bread. Uh, yeah, nice. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Anyway, my point is, and this is my point, some people... Once your stomach gets to be a big enough size, the gastric pouch, you get more ghrelin receptors, G-H-R-E-L-I-N. And that tells your brain that you need more insulin. So no matter how little you eat, your stomach, the anatomy of it has changed. And it's constantly telling your brain. That's why you're saying I'm trying to eat healthy. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. After a while, For every 10 pounds you're overweight, it puts 40 pounds of gravity on your lower extremities. You're more likely over time to injure your ankles, your knees, your hips, and that will make it even harder for you to lose weight. The problem is you have anxiety and it's going to be very hard for you to even consider a band around your stomach that would lower the volume. It doesn't mean you're weak. You're not a wuss, a wimp. Anything that begins with a W and means weak. What it does mean is anatomically, the structure of your stomach is telling your brain to gain weight. Do you understand? Yeah, and I want to stop gaining weight. I want it to be a regular sized stomach that eats healthy food. Right. And so I would talk to somebody who does um, bariatric surgery. It's like having a rubber band around your wrist. And you could remove it over time. They just inflate it. It's an, it's an ERT, meaning it doesn't change or add anything. Consider it because it will, over time, your problem will affect your lungs, your breathing, your blood sugar, and your immunity. And it may be the people with a weight problem have an increased susceptibility to COVID, more serious infections. Do you understand? Yeah, and I had people with that. I say honestly, um, when COVID happened in 2020, I was really scared. And then the, two days before I had COVID, it was a Saturday. I was riding my bike, and I just myself. I 
I'm not scared of COVID anymore. I know, but the thing is, is that COVID schmobit, you should be scared of other things because. Right. That's why I said, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. COVID, COVID, COVID. Your weight is your primary problem. I say that now in the reading, and I would have said that before, because your anxiety is triggering it. And then I would consider dialectical behavioral therapy to train your thoughts to calm down. Believe me, I'm telling you, when I walk down the hallway, I think someone's taking a shower in my house. Someone's walked off the street, come in my house, and the next thing I know, I see a spider on the floor. So I'm saying, oh, I now know what to do. I observe, describe, allow, and it's a good spider. I have to just allow that the, somehow the water is going to make its way to where it needs to go because there's nothing I can do about it. And I can't feel guilty about it. There's nothing I can do about it. Can I tell you? Online, on meditation, doth not an OCD, this is not going to help you, okay? You need a class online. Go, uh, trust me, go, if it was working, you wouldn't be talking with me. Go to a bariatric surgeon and they'll help you get the right work. Good luck, okay? I'm going to return the call to somebody else so they can talk. You take it easy. Thank you so much for calling. Well, there you go. Another another fulfilled customer there. So um, that's an example of um, anxiety can really warp your um, your body and change your um, nervous system and your hormones and your cardiovascular system. I can tell you at the beginning of COVID, I wore, I, I researched the whole thing. It was hilarious. You couldn't get any of these down. Nope. The whole point is I didn't get COVID, but I got cellulitis in my face. Go figure. How does that happen? Hi, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. I answering the phone. You're live on Zoom. I hope you know that. Yes, I Good. How can I be of help? What's your first name? T-R-I-N-E. Trina? Trina. Trina. Okay. You're talking to someone who's dyslexic. So when you say, yeah, you can't go T-R-I-N-E, wherever it is. Trina. And you're how old again? 54. How can I be of help? You have to turn off your speakerphone because otherwise I'm reading lips and repeating and there's all kinds of things. And I have not been able to get into my work pattern. I'm an intuitive coach. Um, had a lot of loss. Lost a lot of my friends. Okay, hold on one second. I don't know. There's some kind of um, repeating function with the phone. So the best thing I think better if I talk this way. That's it. That's it. Okay. Because it's not. It's echoing. All I know is you said that you are an intuitive coach. Fifty-four. Coach. Yeah. No other illnesses other than had HPV probably my whole life, possibly from early child abuse, uh, sexual abuse. 
Um, and I haven't been able to find my life pattern and get and get going again. So I think the health that's coming up in my teeth and my left breast. Wait, my... Blah, 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 blah. Hold on a second. Okay. Notice the cats took off. They can't handle it. Sorry. That's I okay. As soon as they hear abuse, they're too empathic. Sorry, but, you know, they grew up in the pounds. They're foster children. Trigger warning. Um, the first thing I see is you may have people around you, but you feel alone in an important crossroads in your life. And though there are people who are developing, working, changing, doing, quote, work, you know, those kind of people, I'm doing work. I'm doing inner work. I'm doing outer work. I'm doing in-between work. Yeah. Those aren't the kind of relationships I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about fun and yuck. I'm doing the repeating yeah, again. Do Don't do that. Don't you got to take me off of the speakerphone. It's not Otherwise, I'll, well, somebody is. Hold on one second. I'm going to mute you. There you go. Um, so you can hear me now, though, right? Yep. So I'm talking about relationships where you do Netflix and dip. Where you... Sorry. So for whatever reason... And the relationships that you do have, it feels like there's a gulf between you and them because either you're trying to talk to them. Let me explain. Oh, please hang up and try again. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't know what I'm sorry. Happened. You can hear me though, right? Yes. Okay. Make a call. Um, you know, when you go into therapy and you start learning about something, yes. but then, and you have these seven centers, you have first center family, you have second center partner, you have second center people that you do money with, third center work, fourth center children and parent, fifth center activism, sixth center intellectual development and seventh center spirituality. So you go to therapy and you learn this stuff. Let's say assertiveness. The problem is some people try out all that stuff in all the other departments. They'll go home. They'll talk about it with their family and their kids. They'll talk about it with their partner. They'll talk about it at work. They'll talk about it with their children. They'll go to all these different people and they'll talk about it. And that's called incontinence <laughs> yes. because that's why we have seven centers. We have seven centers so that we have departments. Otherwise, it would be like having the rainbow with all the colors mixed. Everything is, your life becomes beige. But worse yet, if your partner doesn't understand what you're doing in therapy, you get angry. And then if one of your friends or your parent doesn't understand, you get angry because you say, I'm right, they're wrong, things should be different. Why don't they understand? Because they can't. Because they're in the other departments. So that would be like, well, what I did with plumbing. I, um, well, actually I went to the store yesterday to get windows changed for my house. And they said, there's a lead time for windows. 
6,000 years from now. So <laughs> wasn't that? It felt like that. You go to wait uh, eight to 10 months for Windows, you know, there's a lead time on that. Everybody's saying the same thing. So then I waited eight to 10 months for my floor, my, my driveway. And then once it came eight to 10 months, the guy goes, I said, maybe. So I was tired of being, you know, roped around. So when this person says, hey, there's a lead time for Windows for eight to 10 months, I kind of lost it. I went, you know what? This is how I feel about that. Because I was like, I'm right, you're wrong. Things should be different. So I'm applying information from one department to another. So I'm now going to educate the lady in the window department about something I learned emotionally and spiritually. I said, suppose, medically, suppose you go to your doctor and you're having a heart attack. And you say, you know what? I think I need a coronary artery bypass. And she's looking at me. She looks like someone who smokes Marlboros, okay? <laughs> Hangs out at a bowling alley and is a very nice person that you could really have funny necks with. I like the lady. I said, so you go and you say, I need a coronary artery bypass. But the lead time on that is six to nine months. So you know what? Too bad on that. <laughs> If you're still alive, we'll fit you in. <laughs> but by that time, the oil and gasoline prices will probably be triple. So expect a triple fee. And she looks at me and she goes, man, what is what does Windows have to do with a heart attack? She didn't get it. She didn't get it. So I realized I was mixing departments. Windows and my heart and emotions. I see that you have had relationship isolation and feeling alone and parental isolation and feeling alone or prosthetic parents, prosthetic children, meaning you may be alienated from those people in your life. But when you go through a developmental step and you want them to understand it, then they don't, you feel upset. And so as a result, you have irritation in your system. There you are, Trina. You, you went from here to over here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, who do you live with? I live by myself. And you're right. I'm estranged. Are you estranged? How long have you been estranged from your partner? I haven't had a partner in um, since that date that I haven't been working. So since to, uh, to February 12, 2018. What happened? He, he, he left me because um, I didn't follow the principles and I should have been honest. No, 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 no. See okay. how you use a therapeutic word? Right. Sorry, right. I, I didn't yeah. follow the principles. He, a friend he, of mine who's a psychologist she yes. said she and her partner broke up over a peach. Yeah. When a peach, yeah. Yeah. she said, I threw a peach pit out the window and my yeah. partner got mad at me and said it wasn't biodegradable. And we are, I said, surely you didn't break up over a peach. See how you're saying we didn't break up, we, we didn't follow the principles. So you're not going to do that. You're using therapeutic language, sixth chakra, where you yeah. try to fix your head, right. with second chakra, with a partner, so you're going to use plain English. Okay. What was the argument about? That I get angry when I come home from work because I'm resentful that I have to work and make more money than him. 
and I still have that challenge. Wait a minute. Like- wait, wait, back it up. You have to make more money than him. Why? Because he wants to leave. He wanted to leave his kids in that house. And I didn't want to leave with his, live with his kids. And they didn't want to live with me. And he wanted me to buy his mother's house, which was a million dollars. And he doesn't make enough money. So it was up to me to make that difference. And I wasn't being Christian enough for him. He followed a very strong thing. So really the type of work intuitives and things that I did, even if I kept it under like under the radar, his church group got together when I was away and got a promotion so I could make enough money to buy that house for him and I. And they had had spoke to him. And then that woman that I knew he would choose as part of his church, she got him next. So they started dating and then we so were it sounds like you're bitter. She got him. Well, I'm not bitter because when I saw their connection, I no, knew. No, 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 no. When you said, I knew she got him. Yeah. Like she got the gold coin in Willy Wonka, the gold chocolate or whatever. Like yeah. it, he, there was a competition. She no, got him. To be honest, Lisa, Mona, it's because I, I always think that, the la- that, that that's the last man that's ever coming. No. The way I understand that, However, you set it up so that she got, you said she got him. Yeah. But the whole setup was you were earning him. You were working for him. The thought may be that you thought he was the last train going through the station, but it didn't matter. You were working for him. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. Um, you look very upset when many of the people think you should be out celebrating. <laughs> you know, once once I uh, did a show on Valentine's Day and um, I did this reading, I said, partner them one. <laughs> I mean, I just... I'll just abbreviate it and simplify it because I didn't really say it this way because no one would ever say it this way. Basically, partner number one, what a dog. But I like dogs, but I can't say it that way. So what am I going to say? What an armadillo? I like armadillos too. Name an animal or some kind of thing you don't like. A fungus. Who likes fungi? But then fungi are important too because they produce penicillin. I don't know. Name something, okay? I know a broken faucet in a shower, okay? suffice it to say the first one was broken piece of appliance good riddance the second relationship i said was another broken appliance good riddance i said in the third one you're still crying over like the cat that i have behind me crying for dinner you're still crying over that one i said well first of all you don't know how to pick them number one but that's okay so you're good he's gone good riddance but after hear the cat crying, yeah, <laughs> it's I do. Good But while you're at it, give me some friskies, will you? This is the key. I said it's Valentine's Day. When you get off the line, take a victory lap. She said, "But I'm alone. I'm alone." I said, "But you're not with them. You're not with them." <laughs> I said, "Take a victory lap." The thing is. You said she, I'm going to get this cat. He's going to, someone's going to get. Did it have any effect? No. 
No, he doesn't care. My point is, you have Stockholm Syndrome. Not that I'm giving you a diagnosis, but you got this person who sounds like he has you running a uh, group home, okay, for his children. You pay for it. You food and clothes, whoever the inhabitants are. And if you don't want to work enough hours to do that and smile about it and probably be sexually available and smile about that, and trust me, he doesn't look like a prize, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> mm. However, that said, that's not why I think you were with him. But beyond all of that, if this person feels like a marginally redeemed aspect of the parent that gave you the HPV in medical intuition, that second center. Yeah. So, and then first center is immune system. Yeah. So Stockholm syndrome are people, it's a, it is an adaptation to trauma that people try to make friends with their perpetrator to survive. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, there was a study done by Kluver Busey. They took these monkeys when you could do this, you can't do this anymore. And they brought them into a room and they showed them healthy monkeys, healthy, all kinds of other animals, and then predators, people like who may have injured you. And the monkeys went in, found healthy monkeys. They went on monkey dates. They watched Netflix, got Netflix and dip, and they lived happy monkey lives. But then they took the monkeys and injured the area of the brain, the amygdala that's affected by PTSD. Mm -hmm. And then they brought them back to the room with the nice monkeys, the nice other animals. And of course, not my cat Conway Twitty, but monkeys that were no predators and so when these animals with ptsd like injuries on their brain went into this room they couldn't identify or pick out healthy relationships they could only pick out predators that's all that they could recognize so they had an exnosia meaning they could not recognize healthy mates so the Investigators said that these people had a psychic blindness, meaning they simply could not recognize who was healthy for them. They weren't blind. They weren't deaf. They weren't numb, meaning you're not an idiot. Simply said, this is all you knew. And so it doesn't surprise me that with your brain that was altered and your body that was altered and your immune system was altered, this is what you picked when you went into a crowded room and you looked across the room and you fell in love. Where other people would go, oh my God, go in the opposite direction. I'm trying to make you laugh. But then after a while, the person has blunting where they stay away. They have avoidance. Mm -hmm. 
phobia. And that's not good either because either you stay angry or your immune system never resolves. So you may, your hypervigilance from PTSD may be part and parcel of where you're getting your intuition because intuition is part of protection from potential injury. And that unfortunately may not be the best for you because it reinforces, oh my God, at any moment I could be injured. At any moment I could be injured. Um, and you don't know how to neutralize that and go all as well, which is a name of a book I wrote with Louise Hay. So for example, I have a kind of epilepsy that um, when I have a seizure, sometimes the seizure is, oh my God, something bad just is going to happen to someone. Honest <laughs> to God, it's really awful. And I'd be working in a room with Chris Northup and she'd say, who? I go, I have no idea. Somebody in the world, like there's anything yeah. you could do about it. It's an overwhelming fear of dread. And it's related to like a seizure. Suffice it to say, some of the best intuitives are seizure disorder patients and some of the best tra traumatized people are as well. Suffice it to say, she would say, healthy as she is, she would say, what am I supposed to do with that piece of information? And the answer is nothing. You can't. So you learn mindfulness, observe, describe, allow, and know that somehow, like that spider, I can watch it and it's good for something, even though right now I don't feel it's good for me. Okay. But I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to allow it. But I'm going to hug everything around it. And I'm still going to be aware of the sounds of that shower, even though it reminds me of something that makes me very angry. You can still be around men. You're going to have to neutralize the stimuli with a DBT therapist. I can still be around the sound of a man. Mm -hmm. Sound, smell, feel, but not feel traumatized and not pick one that, oh, I don't know, is like Igor, Frankenstein, <laughs> something like that. But for now, until then, I think you're going to have to um, do work in two different types of professions. One, neutral work that's grounded, meaning it's not doesn't use the I word. Does not use the I word. Stay out of it. Because it just triggers the amygdala. It's called low expressed emotion. You don't want to get your temporal lobes vibrating. It's just going to trigger you. And then every once in a while, you may dip your toe in intuition. But just do not do that. Because I remember, you know, when I get in that spot where, oh, my God, something bad's happening. It means that area of my brain is a little rattly. Mm -hmm. And then I'm drawn to watch emotional movies like Rudy, where um, <laughs> or there's an underdog and they just want to make it up and I get myself wound up, you know? So last night, this is terrible, but you don't want to watch anything that has to do with trauma. You don't want to watch anything where people are abused. Don't okay. work with people who are abused. So last night, there's this Netflix show on Jeffrey Dahmer. 
And I love forensics. Who doesn't like good forensics? And I looked at the beginning and I went, I'm not really sure this is right for me. But I really wanted to see it because I know about how the personality develops the brain. And I know someone named Helen Morrison who has John Wayne Gacy's brain in her basement in a jar. I mean, I'm really into the the forensics of it and the biology of it, not the experience of it, or the, um, the rubbernecking of it. I want to look at this weird thing. But the more I looked at it, the more I realized it was giving me the visceral, the autonomic nervous system, the immune system. And I found myself turning on to Hulu and watching the Lego competition. <laughs> and that was as much as I could handle. Because when the book, when the building fell down, I got a little emotional. And that was it. That was all that I could handle. And they started screaming at each other. That was a little too much for me. Yeah. But I think that you're not going to be able to handle get keying into intuitively because most of that you're going to pick up people with abuse and pain and suffering. And you're going to resonate with that. And that's not what you can handle right now. Do you get it? Because you're yeah. going to obsess to use the phrase of today. You're going to have, it's going to trigger obsession, compulsions, and rescuing because you're going to want to rescue them because no one rescued you. And then around and around. And then you're going to have what my new kitten, Minnie Pearl, did. When her sister went to get treatment, she started coughing up blood. I'm like, oh God, why me? So I brought both of them to the vet. We don't even use the word vet, we just say D E T. So as soon as we brought her to the vet, Minnie Pearl, I know they're all, it's all nods to the Southern influence, the bleeding, throwing up stops. And the vet says, well, you know, we've taken her vitals. We've looked at her. There's nothing there. Um, We've checked for needles. We've given her an x-ray. $400 later, they can't find anything. And so I said, I think she's got the stigmata. And the the lady goes, ma'am? I said, the stigmata. It's like, you know, someone who's intuitively keyed into someone they resonate with the pain and they bleed. They get a, a a health problem. They bleed for them. They feel for them. I said, my cat started throwing up blood when Loretta was going in to get her thyroid irradiated. She goes, that's very interesting. I said, well, I have a house filled with them. Let's just say that and leave it there. So in that sense, you don't want to get triggered by these people because then it will make you sick. Your immune system will tank and yeah. you get your HPV or something, other immune virus will come out. You don't need that. That will be your way of getting stigmata. You will be carrying other people's suffering. Do you get it? I get it all. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. I will see you next week. You've been brilliant. Do well, do right, and live well. And hopefully next week, my shower will be dry. Have a great, great day. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, 
psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.